Washington. Welcome to season seven of Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. Do not adjust your screen. I'm here with my crew, ride and die, day ones, ace, boom, coons, all of the things. But before we get into who these beautiful women are, I'd like to say again, thank you for tuning in. If you are not subscribed, do me a solid. Go ahead and press that button, like, comment, share, do all of the things. This helps us to be found by people who might not find us otherwise. So thank you in advance for contributing to the cause. So if you have read the title of this show, we're talking about friendship. We're talking about all things friend group. We're talking about the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs. Uh, we're not gonna do a nice little package thing like this is what it means. We're gonna get into the grit of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, because I was telling the ladies before we got started, I really feel like uh, since the pandemic, I have noticed a decline. And even in some of my research, there's some Pew studies, they talked about how socialization is just on the decline. And uh, in line with a book that will be coming out this fall, shameless plug, I think it's important to talk about what friendship means, what it looks like, how to rebound from broken friendships, all of the things. So before we get into all of that, I would like to introduce beautiful people on the on the feed, on the feed, on the live, or whatever this is. So we're gonna start from left to right. Toya, could you please introduce yourself to the people? Hey everybody, my name is Toya Scott. Um, what would you like for me to tell you? I am the founder of Love Your Sparkle, uh, which is an organization ministry that is all things women and um, supporting and encouraging women just to be there or embrace their true identity in Christ, as well as discovering their God-given purpose. Hey guys, I am Lori McGrone, um, first-time author, best-selling author, Profit. Yes. Don't wait, wait, don't, don't push past it. Best selling. What? Yes. Hello? Best selling. You heard her. I know that's right. Second book coming out here in about a month or so. Um, and that's me. Hey everybody. My name is Tamika, new last name, Gladney. Um <laughs> I am the worship pastor at the Faith Center in Tucker, Georgia. Oh, God is amazing. Oh, any amazing. So anyone want to tell everybody just how, how did we meet? Anybody take a stab at it? How do we all know each other? I'll do it if y'all don't want to, but I want I want to see what your memory looking like over there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can go, which is really funny. I met all of you ladies singing at Voices of Faith. And that has been what the uh, 10 plus Ooh. years at Girl. least. I think it's like rounding yeah. what 15, 17. It's, it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> a long time. It's a it is a long time indeed. I was telling them before we got on uh, recording, y'all, that I, I at least, I believe Toya, and I want to say maybe Mika too, we've known each other from our, I think Mika might have came later, but through our 20s, 30s, and now into our, our um, women of a certain age season. <laughs> and uh, it, we're talking about what friendship looks like through all those iterations and all those seasons. So we'll go again, left to right, talking again, a casual conversation. And, and the core of the conversation is, I believe community is important. Um, I believe it doesn't matter how often you talk to each other, whether it's every day, whether it's once a month, I believe you need people in your corner who will champion you, who will ride for you, who will pray for you, who will intercede and have godly uh, connections. And when you have those, I think you should honor them. So I'm getting you right into it again, light topic, but I, I think it's important. Miss Toya, I want to talk about um, really what the goal of friendship is. And in your opinion, what do you think one of the keys to lasting friendship is? Mm. 
I think lasting friendship requires authenticity, like having the sincerity of heart um, in knowing that, you, you know, you have somebody that you can be safe with um, and that you can also um, be accountable to, but also hold accountable. Right. Sure. Sure. So do you feel like, and this is for Lori, um, do you feel like friendship looks different for you now than it did in your 20s? Friendship absolutely looks different now that I'm in my 40s um, than it did when I was in my 20s. Um, I would say the difference would be um, my life doesn't look the same. So I need different things from my friends, right? So um, I think in my 20s, I um, I kind of needed a bit more hands-on and going places and different things like that. But as I've matured and gotten older, um, I need somebody who, if I don't call them in a week or two or a month, they, they still know that we're friends. And when we connect again, it's where we left off. So I believe that's what the friendship is. Not saying that I'm totally neglecting of my friends because we I'll still know what's going on with them. And I still feel my friends. That's why I don't have a lot of them um, because the friends that I have, I really love and I stay connected to them. I pray for them. So in my forties, I definitely need something completely different from my friends. I think in my twenties, a lot of times I've always wanted people to feel included and I never want anybody to feel isolated. So I was always a say person like, oh, you can come. And then, like they said, very transparently speaking, there's a lot of times like, mm -mm, Nikki, strange fire, don't go down that road. <laughs> even though I could discern it, even though I could see it, there was this bleeding heart in me that I had to learn how to uh, put proper boundaries in place. Do you think that there are levels to friendship? And if so, what does that look like? And, and that's for everybody. And we'll start off with uh, Toya. Um, I've also heard that as well. And I don't know, maybe I'm just not as mature. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just being honest, but those people for me would be more of acquaintances. I have, um, I'm an introvert, but I'm very relational. So as Lori said, I have very few friends, but I value the friends that I have. I value those relationships. And if I'm giving you me, I'm giving you me. Um, so with that, being an introvert growing up, I was very observant, still am. So I watch how people treat other people and that determines whether or not I let you into my life and my space. I don't have to let you in if I see things that I feel I would be unsafe with. Therefore, that can't be my friend. Like you might be fun, but that doesn't mean you have to be my friend. And that's why I say I might not be as mature as other people. I, I Because I love the way that I love um, and I come and show up, to a friendship the way that I do, I can't compartmentalize that kind of stuff. Like, oh, well, I just know I can't do that with her. No, you're supposed to be my friend. And a lot of times my friendships, I think with a lot of us have gone to sisterhood because of that. And so I, I just, that's just not for me. Come but on, I, minister. Argue to my maturity. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no disclaimers. Mm -mm. <laughs> we ain't doing it. She <laughs> said what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Lori, what do you think to piggyback? I'm piggybacking off of Toya. I don't call very many people friend. And um, I think my personality, um, I love really hard and I'm really honest. And so with my per personality type, I don't think everybody would want to be my friend because I'm so, <laughs> to be quite honest, I'm very honest and I love really hard. And for the most part, and it's, and it's kind of, I'm working on it. So let me say that that disclaimer. Sure. Um, I don't talk to everybody either. 
And so because I know that about me, if you're my friend, you really know that you're my friend. And if you're not my friend, you know that you're not my friend, but I'm not going to be mean to anybody. You just know there's a level of intimacy that I require and I need from my friends because um, I'm one of those people I give all or nothing. And so when I'm in like that, I'm very careful of who I let in because I'm loyal to a fault. And, and I know that about me. So I'm very careful. Mm, amen. Amen. Mika, what you think? I guess we're all the same because um, <laughs> I feel the same way. And it's very interesting, especially when we uh, recently getting married. Some people mm -hmm. thought friend and I'm like, no, this is mm -hmm. friend. <laughs> Girl, well, some people mad that they didn't hear that invite to the wedding. Because we sorry, were intentional about having <laughs> like we were intentional. So I wanted people there. Um, Nikki, I don't even think you had met Stephen before the wedding, but he knew that is Tamika's friend friend. Like, so she's gonna fly from Houston and she's gonna come to Atlanta for this weekend. But and we it, knew listen, I crashed it. He's not worried. I would have crashed the wedding. Oh, no. There's no need to crash. The lecture sliding right now. Let's slide. <laughs> Whatever. What time is Nick's wedding? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just seeing things like that. And I think recently I've had to adjust people and let them just kind of know, like, we cool. But that friend circle is a totally different thing. And I think it comes along with the title of being a pastor and then being a worship pastor. You know, creatives are already kind of wonky a little bit and because I served with some people on a weekly basis they considered that friend no yeah you know what it, it reminds me of, and I, I wrote a little bit about this in the in the upcoming book I talked about I'll never forget I was in seventh grade and I remember uh I was in a math class I had an African teacher and there was this girl in our class and she was beautiful y'all like gorgeous supermodel type and you know sometimes when girls are really pretty in school people are mean to her and I remember my African math teacher taking me and another kid out of class. And he said, and they would tease her because she was a model. Cause you know, in California and especially Southern California, everybody knew something. She was a model, but she would wear the same three outfits every week. Like literally every week. And they were cute outfits, but the, people, the kids made fun of her. And I remember my teacher taking me out of the class with the other little boy, I think it was, and said, I want y'all to befriend her and be nice to her. And immediately it wasn't a question. The other kid was like, sure, are you doing that? And I was like, okay. And I didn't consider what my reputation might be to become her friend. But I remember from a young age, never wanting people to be feel left out. Like I remember in living in LA and seeing kids getting jumped. And after they got jumped, I'm like, help you okay? You want me to help you up? Not just, it's just naturally been in me. But God has had to show me how to put parameters around my life and how, just like how we talk about relationship, it's not that you hold your heart hostage, but you do guard your heart with all diligence. So I've had to learn how to do that and to adjust between the ebbs and flows of life, which kind of brings me to my next question. This is for the married women on the call. Um, life changes, right? Um, Toya, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember the day after you got married and you came back to the house and we were talking and I'll never forget, we were talking about how things weren't going to change. <laughs> And I said to Toya, I said, Toya, you know, when you get married, things change. Like, uh-uh, ain't nothing going to change. Ain't nothing going to change. That newlywed was still kicked in there, but ain't nothing going to change. And I was like, but it's okay if it do change. And as, as the Lord would have, what, you've been married 10 years, 11 years? 11, going on 12. Yeah, and some things have changed. Two children later, a whole, you know, life, careers, mortgage, all the things later. So how do you, married women, how do you balance and navigate maintaining solid female friendships and still having 
a balanced family life? I am still working on that, <clears throat> to be honest. Um, I think like Lori said, it doesn't matter the time and the space. Uh, my friends still know that I'm here. So I think that I'm still a constant friend, right? But as far as how much or how often um, I might reach out or um, spend time, that's limited. And that's just, I'm trying to do deal with my own self. And then I got two little ones, plus a husband um, and a couple of animals that run around this house. So the, it's a lot, right? Um, but, and, and Nikki is absolutely correct. She said what she said. And I just thought like we did life together for years prior to this. She was out of it, y'all. When I say like, talk to me, uh-uh. Oh. I, I practically got rebuked. I practically got rebuked. <laughs> things are changed. Like you, my sister, like we, what? The reality. And then I had to be like, wait, Nikki, where you at? Cause she was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm fall back a little bit. She didn't say it, but she fell back some and I realized what was going on. But I realized that I did have a new marriage that I needed to kind of figure out what does this look like for me now? And then how do I incorporate other relationships? Cause it's different when you're dating, you're courting, you're engaged, but now you're doing life with this person. You are starting your, your family, your, how does your household work? You know, balancing work schedules, all that stuff. Um, and then spending time with each other, yeah. let alone um, finding where you weave in other people. So that was difficult. I've been rebuked about not visiting quite a few times. Um, <laughs> probably still a rebuke in her now. Um, but I'm on this show. So obviously, <laughs> um, the relationship still maintained itself, right? <laughs> And, and then, <laughs> I'm always, always going to still be me, though, and I'm still going to love my friends regardless of the time and the space. I will say it wasn't always like that. Like I was um, in, like you said, different levels in, in you know, your maturity and your age or whatever. So I think in my 20s, I was more maintenance required because yeah, absolutely. 110, I feel so I always would expect that people are gonna treat me the way that I treat them. Um, but it's just reality, life, like, you know, like things aren't always gonna be that way. And then I just grew up a little bit more and then I, <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> I can only give what I can give to, so I'm sorry. Right, absolutely right. I think I, maybe I speak for Laura when I say, please understand when we get married, we gonna need a little more than five to seven business days of uh, solitude. <laughs> and take and it. We are. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, Miss Tamika, how about you? Um, I would definitely say um, friendships is interesting because I was married in my 20s, ended up getting a divorce and now married again in my 40s. So in my 20s, I think I was a lot more reliant on my friends, even as being married, because I needed help and I needed an outlet <laughs> in my 20s. And now being married in my 40s, I have to plan. I literally, um, Toya texted me about, one of the baby's birthday party. I literally had to put it on my calendar because if I don't, I'm going to forget and I'm going to book the whole day and just forget. And then my guy baby's mad at me because I'm not at her birthday party. <laughs> but I have to plan and I have to be more conscious. And I think social media helps us a lot now than what it did before because I can get on Nikki Post and we can have a whole conversation in the comments. And that's our connect for the next few yeah. weeks. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I will meme somebody to death. I'd be like, that's funny. Look at this. Yes. But I mean, social media helps with staying connected with our friends. And also, I've learned that I'm friends. Most of my core friends are prophets or prophetic. So they'll just send me a random word. Lori is infamous for sending a random word at 2.37 a.m. And be like, okay, love you, bye. Here's the word of the Lord. So you have friends like that. Even Toya gave me a spoke over me and my marriage like the week we were going to get married. And it was just like, okay, y'all just slay me out and then just walk away. Great. And that might be the word <laughs> Lori needs to give me. It. I may not hear from her for another three months, but I know that is the dynamic of our relationships and our friendships. And I think it helps the fact that um, when your friends match who you are and the temperature of who you are, because I understand that all of my friends have lives. All of my friends are busy. But at the same time, if I make a call to Nikki, Toya, or Lori, everything gonna stop. And they're gonna be like, where are we pulling up at? Like, where do we Absolutely. need to go? Do we need to pray? Like, Lori might come packing. Like, whatever needs to happen. <laughs> Y'all know Lori Carey. Yeah. So it's I mean, true, I, it's true, it's true. I appreciate the fact that my friends have the balance of it all. That they also understand that you know we're all busy and we have all have things going on, but everybody is really just a phone call. Absolutely. Now for the married women as well, I didn't even think about this. So I have friends, both male and female. As far as do you guys have male friends, and are they friends with you and your husband? Like, how does that work? I don't have male friends. Um, I didn't really have them like that before because if they were my male friend, then they were my male friend um, for a reason. And I was like, I don't want anymore. Um, but there was just a level of, <laughs> no, <laughs> there was a level of focus that I had. Um, and then it turned into a level of respect for my husband. But, um, and then we did the like, if there's an opposite sex friend, then it's our friend. We, we, we through the, you know, individual friendships of the opposite sex. Sure. You want to chime in to me? Um, likewise, I don't really have like male friends that um, Stephen does not know about. So again, most of our male friends, because we're trying to learn how to get couple friends, <laughs> they're friends that he, if it's a guy, it's a guy that he knows and he's introduced to me to him and his wife. So um, I agree with Toya, definitely uh, a level of respect because, you know, men can see things that we can't see. And the same thing with us as our husbands. They, we can see things like, yeah, that you think she's your friend. No, she's not. So, <laughs> so I think it's a respect thing. And we just, you know, we're real conscious of that. And we're um, consistent on building the right type of relationship for us and our marriage. So, so Tamika, what, for, for people who are, are watching and maybe they don't have that knower, like Lori has a knowing in your knower, as Judah Smith would say. Um, for those people watching, like, I need to know when it's time to disconnect the 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 twenty something Nikki's who have discernment, but they just don't don't always yield it, or they see the, the like what what are some tips you could give them to say this is when you might want to pray and if you're supposed to disconnect from somebody. I think when the relationship is one sided, when you are the friend that's always giving and that friend is always receiving, um, that's sometimes we like okay God I need to pray and then realize okay initially from the onset, when that person comes into your life, as Lori said, am I supposed to be befriending them for a certain amount of time? Because I've had friends that it was like, we were locked and loaded for that season. And then it was just like, no, I just needed to be there to walk you through this, or you needed to be with me to walk me through this. And sometimes that's a part of it. We try to hold on to people. And it was just no God. God was like, Hey, I needed you with them for this. So I would definitely say if they're 
taking more than they are actually giving or adding to the friendship, definitely that's the time to pray. Um, if you can't trust um, if you're your significant other around this person, that is definitely like a red flag. Like, uh, I don't Enjoy know <laughs> needs to be my friend. <laughs> so long, <laughs> bye-bye. But yeah, those are things like that. And if that friend is always bringing you information about other people, you have to be kind of careful because you got to be sure that your information is not then going um, with that friend to other people. So those are kind of characteristics that I will look for when it's like, okay, it's, do I need to like let this go? Um, is it time for me to reevaluate this friendship um, if I don't have the, you know, the shanana in me to know? Shanana, amen, amen. John uh, 15, 13 says, greater love has no one to miss that a person will lay down his life for a friend. We're familiar with the scripture, right? What does that look like? Or what's that mean to you in practice? Um, I think selflessness. <clears throat> um, am I willing to give of myself for the betterment uh, for my friend? Do I have their best interests at heart? Am I praying for my friend? Um, do I celebrate with their wins? And am I there when they need me? You know, um, I cherish friendship. I really do. In just the years, uh, I came to Atlanta. I'm just going to say this because I didn't say how we met. We said church, but um, I came to Atlanta. Came to such a preacher. In I'm I'm an introvert by nature, and I'm coming to this new city, this new big church. Um, I saw Nikki on my first day in the choir stand, and I saw her smile. Um, uh, Lori talked about a knowing, um, and I thought that I knew her from back home like her face looked like somebody I knew <clears throat> or knew of I didn't have relationship with that person and I just was like something about her obviously it was her light but I was like dang she looks like such and such and then I said I'm gonna speak to her but the introvert in me is like no you're not <laughs> and um we I came to a bible study one night and she was coming out of her car when I was pulling in. And she smiled like, that's Nikki, right? Hey. Yep. So the new person, no. Um, and then one time I spoke to her and it turned out that we were both from California. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And it just was a, a situation where she she befriended me. She was nice and she was like, hey, you wanna go here with the rest of us or whatever. Um, from that point, I was able to like gauge like her spirit, right? And And we grew in our 20s to the point I seen the girl every day. <laughs> every we was roommates, y'all. We were we roommates. <laughs> Call it thing a thing. <laughs> we were roommates every day. So we we literally got to see ourselves or each other when we ain't done up, when we're not feeling good, when mm -hmm. I don't know about whatever. She knew me when I met my husband. She told me I liked the boy before I even told her that there was an interest mutually like we have been through a lot of stuff and so when we say um willing to lay down our lives I mean through you know ministry ventures and and everything I feel like um I, I was willing and still am to do whatever it takes to help in the growth and the purpose because I think that friendship should definitely be purposeful um so in the purpose of my friends um I, 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 I thought you was there for that you know I put in work. Listen, listen, 
to say, but I didn't mean to cut you off, but this is how I knew in all sincerity. And I, I know when I say what I'm about to say, y'all gonna know what I'm talking about, but I'm not gonna say that. This is when I knew Toya was a real one. God had uh, given me a magazine and I was doing a magazine and I really started to get favor with decision makers where people were calling me out of the blue and having me interview these very famous people. And Toya would come and be so submitted and so kind and she would never go groupie-ish. Toya, what does a healthy friendship look like to you? Um, I would have to say a healthy friendship is seeing your friend's weakness and covering them in it. Oh, um, so good. Praise Lori. Dig deeper. That is it. Um, that's what it is to me. Is loving somebody in their weakness and covering them and still not taking away from who they are because just because they may have a weak moment or you see their humanity it um, doesn't take away from who they are. Of a lot of strong people always have this weak spot. And when you find that weak spot, don't expose that weak spot. Cover it. Absolutely. Oh, that's so healthy. Oh, that's so healthy and so good. Oh my God. Tamika, you want to add to that? I just want to hug at this point. <laughs> but I, when she says that, I think that rings true in like when I'm looking at us on the screen, um, especially the things that has happened to me in life and with my, when I got married the first time and it ended, like y'all three were essential to my mental health in that season and I could go to any of y'all like Toya and her husband like literally were <laughs> lifelines like Lori was like get off the floor and get up like people to be there for you in that moment and Nikki was to send you something to make you laugh and she didn't even know you were crying but you needed that giggle to get out of your head and it's like knowing that people knew, I mean, the absolute ugliest side of me, because I'm one of those people, I'm going to cry at home. When I get outside, my face going to be, I'm going to be cute. And you're not going to know what's going on in my life. But to know that I had people who literally like in those years, because it was like years I was going through that. And to know that I had people that was riding for me that hard. And some of y'all didn't even know like what your call, what your text. Lori saying, girl, come over here and choose some chicken. And I would be at home crying because my kids were going with their daddy and I am my family no more, you know? And it would be y'all yeah. reaching out and things like that. And y'all really covered me. And I know mm. it's the fact that your friends can speak for you when you're not in the room. Cause I know if anybody came to any of y'all during that season, I was covered. Like Absolutely. I didn't have to worry about like, girl, none of that happened. And to know that you had people that looked out for you when you were weak and you couldn't protect yourself and you have friends mm -hmm. that protect you, that speaks volumes. And that's, you're really grateful when you find friendships like that. And I think you do the work in those friendships. You might have a tip, but then it's like, no, we're gonna do the work and we're gonna fix this because this friendship is absolutely worth it. Last two questions, and it's, this one is for everybody. Um, because you are called of God, right? And there's a different way that you have to carry yourself. Um, sometimes, and y'all will correct me if I'm wrong, because I know y'all will. Sometimes I feel like there's a bit of elitism um, with those of us who are called. And um, I did a post about a few weeks ago about that you can't sit with us energy. I've been in spaces where it's, uh, and it's always, I'm not gonna say who it always is, but it's, an, it's a certain type of mid-grade type of energy that says I'm X, Y, Z and you can't, and I hate it y'all. This is let me find out, we talking about the real, I hate it. I hate that you can't sit with us. 
I have, you know, I got 2.5 followers and now I have the audacity to act real grand and extra. I don't like it. So as you are in ministry, whatever your mission field looks like, whether you know that God is going to call you to the masses or whether he is causing you to have impact in your community or whatever that looks like, how do you manage um, keeping a level head as a minister, your calling and make sure, make sure that you're maintaining healthy friendships with it all. So in other words, um, you know, you're called to impact uh, women's ministry. How does that work for you as far as when you get elevated? Do you have a plan in place? Is it something you think about, Toya, like to make sure that you're level-headed, you keep people around you level-headed, and at the same time, um, you're doing the work of the Lord? I do not have a plan. Um, I, because I've been so consistently me, um, I've never been that person. And let me just say, I, I always say I'm allergic to fake. It, it, it makes my skin crawl. So I don't perceive myself going that way. Should I ever wake <laughs> up one morning and have bumped my head, I would pray that God would put it on the hearts of y'all to let me know, sis, come out vainglory. Like somebody, somebody that told you something, you sniffing something else. This ain't it. Because that is just character wise, that's not me. And so I think that when that does happen, I think that speaks to other things internal. Um, and it's speaking to, um, now I, I don't slight anybody. I've dealt with rejection like severely. And that, that's, that's been over the years from childhood and all of that stuff. So I think that sometimes people receive, receiving now this attention speaks to the hurt, the rejection, whatever that void is. And so it's more internal. I don't think that people most, I don't think most people intentionally respond to others that way. Um, but I think that it's, it starts turning into something where they're feeding themselves off of this attention, off the lights, off the, the um, you know, everybody wants me in what I have to give. I tell you about the time me and Toya had to go do a speed engagement in North Carolina, had changed in like Burger King bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, how about, I had a speaking engagement to do a panel in North Carolina. If I told you who hosts the panel, you'd be like, oh. <laughs> I had a speaking engagement to do a panel in North Carolina. And I'll tell you offline. And um, and it took us six hours to get there. They had no place for me to change. I had to change in like a fast food bathroom. Got to the panel. Afterwards, they gave me an honorarium was equal to the gas to get back to Atlanta. <laughs> and Toya was riding the whole time. And never once did she get grand in either direction. Because you know you can't be grand. And either, you can either be really haughty or really ugly. And Toya has always been like that cool, calm force. And so I don't think that you would ever become grand. My, my prayer always for you is that you'll rise up in boldness and be the fullness of who you are, because I think you have so much to offer the body and you have such a purity in the way that you offer it. That I just want you to, um, you know, stand in it and your voice not tremble, but you be bold with it. That's always been my prayer for you. And it, it sounds like it's there. Miss Lori. To even piggyback on what um, Toya was saying, um, the thing that stands out, I feel like in all of us that we wouldn't hit that grand mindset is that all of us were, are servers. Um, mm. about it, all of us in our ministry walk started serving and we were serving somebody. And even now in our platforms that we have now, we still are students and we still serve. Even though I'm the worship pastor, you, if you come to my church, you're going to see me, whatever needs to be done, I'm willing to serve and do it. And I think that's how you keep yourself from getting haughty because again, Jesus came to serve. So who am I to act like I'm now supposed 
to be served just because I have a position. As I am elevated, my servitude goes even harder. So when I became a pastor, it was then like, oh, now you're about to serve even harder than you did before because the mandate requires it. Now I'm actually pastoring people where I could just lead you in worship and walk off the stage. Now I have to walk through life with people. So that requires me to serve even harder, to seek God even harder, to be more connected to the people that I lead even harder. My servant's heart has grown with a title. So how can you get elevated and your servitude doesn't match it? That's so good, Tamika. As my pastor says, glory on flesh stinks. Flesh stinks. And I think, how can you become haughty? uh, When people do that, I'm scared of people who are promoted and are nasty. I'm scared of them because I believe that with anointing comes oppressing. And if you've ever been in the hand of God and you know his ways and how he deals, I don't understand how you can become haughty because if you know, if you come, pride comes before a great fall. And so when you know you're up there, you know the hand of God is getting ready to press. And it's better than to humble yourself as opposed to he humbling you because he's heavy handed when he humbles. He chastens those he loves and he's not going to turn you loose. It reminds me of a time um, when I I was, um, and you know, prophets have that thing where they can be, you know, kind of, you know. Uh, and and my personality, I've always had this really strong personality and, you know, just very strong. And I remember young God dealing with me and dealing with me. And I was going through it. It was always some hard time that God had to deal with me because I was bucking. I was a bucking horse, guys. <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> oh, my mother used to tell me, God going to have to slow walk you down because you're not going to go willingly. And she was right. I was so <laughs> stubborn. I was stubborn and I was, I was, I was something. And I remember I was in the hand of God at this time. And I remember I was just, I thought his hand was so heavy hand. He was so being so heavy handed with me. And I remember on the floor and I was just like crying, God, you know, if you just please let me go and let this lift and let this da 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 da. And I'm just saying all the things, you know, of, you know, asking God to please just turn me loose, you know? (laughs) And I remember as I was praying that God, lifted his hand it was like this uh it was a spiritual thing and I felt him lift his hand off of me and I immediately felt this bucking boom immediately God immediately as soon as he lifted his hand it's a boom and I was embarrassed that that was there because I didn't know it was there and he allowed me to feel it and see it on the inside of me and I said he said and when I saw it I tried to cover it really quickly because I didn't like I was trying to cover it from him I didn't want him to see it and he said, that's what I'm after. And then he pushed his hand back down and I, he, I felt it immediately. Boom. And so that's the thing that I'll always remember that how can I be haughty that way? Because I don't want the hand of God to come. And I think if people really understood how God sees that, they wouldn't allow themselves to be haughty because idols God kills. And if you've put your place to yourself in the seat of an idol, you know what's coming. Ooh. Ooh. Girl, that's a bit of mixture right there. <laughs> Mighty God. I, um, man, one last question. Oh, Jesus, that's heavy. Because if you really knew what came with that hand, oh my God. But one last question. Um, and this is for everyone. What, I need one piece of advice that you would give. Because again, um, and the reason why I'm asking this is because I believe, you know, those Titus women are needed, right? 
And one day I looked up and I was like, you know, we can't be, I know we look, don't look our age, but we still have young women that we need to mentor. The tide is when they need, they need help y'all. Um, and we all need help. But so with that being said, I need one piece of advice that you would give a young lady, some 20 something who is entering building relationships. Cause statistically speaking, most people build long lasting relationships, not in their forties and thirties, but in their twenties. So what could you say to them? Uh, one piece of advice each that will, uh, someone's trying to cultivate a relationship, what tip could you give them? This is how you cultivate healthy relationship, healthy friendship. Toya? Um, I would say God cares about your friendships. Um, so don't be afraid to seek him about, or you know, letting him know, God, I desire friends that are for me, friends that will um, be at the right place at the right time you know, in, in just my life, my walk, and who I can be. Um, a good friend too. So, and then when you pray that, measure, pay attention. When you're encountering people, if there's people that you're starting to click with and everything, God, show me this person. Is this somebody um, that you desire me to have a true friendship with or a covenant friendship with? Um, and listen and obey. If he said no, then let it be no. They can be fun. They can have all the laughs. It's okay to enjoy those. It's okay to enjoy their company. Oh, wait, pause. It's okay to enjoy those. Yes. You can it's enjoy- okay to, you can separate it. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. You I can love it. I love it. Space, their time, that occasion or moment that you were, but that doesn't mean that that covenant, that doesn't mean that it's purposeful and that they have to be your friend. Um, so that's what I would say. Be honest with God with where you are and how you feel. If you're desiring covenant friendships or godly friendships, let him know that, ask him for that, and then pay attention and, and be obedient. Like if it's somebody that's supposed to be, then allow it to happen. Don't for, ooh, please don't force relationship on nobody and don't settle. It's, you can settle in friendships too. Don't settle. I, I just by sheer virtue of if y'all are watching this and you're like, I want to get to know them. I'm going to have them each give their handles because this is rich wisdom. And uh, this is a whole lot of ministry, a whole lot of years in service on the on the line. And I can attest personally that they live what they preach. It's not lip service. We are by no stretch of imagination perfect. But I can personally say these women are women of God and of integrity and have great ministry on the inside that is spilling over to the outside. So I want you to connect with them. So uh, let's go back from uh, right to left. Pastor Tamika, can you let us know, one, your handles, two, um, if you want to give any information about anything you're working on or where you worship or anything like that, feel free to give me. Look, I had to go look at my handle because I had to change my name on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, newlywed. <laughs> so um, Instagram, my name on there is underscore Tamika Gladney and my Tamika is spelled T-A-M-E-K-A. Um, Gladney is spelled G-L-A-D-N-E-Y. Um, Facebook, Tamika Gladney. Um, I don't do any of the other things, so I'm still kind of old with just those two. I'm on TikTok, but I don't have anything on there. I just watch and laugh. Um, and, follow, <laughs> and follow Nikki for great laughs on there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are my things. And I worship, I'm the worship pastor at the Faith Center. It's in Tucker, Georgia. We would love to have you. If you're ever there, I will not be singing, but I will definitely be in the audience. <laughs> yes, come on. Ain't nothing like a worshiping pastor. Let me just say that. You got a worshiping pastor, you on your way. So yeah, please feel free to check out the ministry. Miss Lori, what, what's on deck? I heard you say a book. Oh, yeah. So um, Lori McGrone, you can find me on the 
what Instagram and Facebook under Lori McGrone. Um, yes, I um, am an author, first time author, bestseller. Um, it is um, Encounters Divine Conversations. It's talking about um, conversations that I've had um, that changed my life, pivotal moments in my walk with Christ. Um, um, awesome book, guys. I didn't want to write it. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted it to be a private book, but God was like, no, you're going you're gonna to tell them about it. And I was like, oh my God. So I kind of threw the book out there and looked back at it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> they bought that book, guys. That was crazy. Um, so <laughs> the second um, follow-up to that book is Encounters um, Two Divine Conversations. And those are the follow-ups to the um, encounters that I've had with God. Um, if he's done it for me, he can do it for you. And that's basically what God was wanting me to let people know that you, um, he's no respecter of person. If he did it for one, he'll do it for you if you seek him for it. And so, yeah, so you can find me on lauramagrone.com as well. That's my website. I also have some merch on there that you guys can pick up too. Come on, Lauren. Oh. <laughs> Work. What's your, what's your Instagram handle? Did you say it already? It's, you, they can find me every. My name is the same everywhere. Lori McGrone, M C capital E R O N E. The 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 Lori, the plain Lori, L O R I. Amen, amen. And last but certainly not least, Minister Tosh. Um, Toya Scott on um, Facebook. And like me, I, I don't do a whole lot of extras, but um, uh, Toy Scott on Facebook. Um, I do have a Facebook group on there, um, Love Your Sparkle. Um, again, I'm super relational, so we're building that community over there. I am also working on a book, a devotional, um, that should be coming out soon, um, as well as I am beginning my identity and purpose coaching as well. So, Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Love Your Sparkle is about? Yes. So Love Your Sparkle is, um, it is basically a ministry for women of all ages, and it's getting to the identity in Christ part. So embracing who God said you are um, and loving all of that, right? Being okay with the call that he's given you because we can at times not not want it, right? And Or look at somebody else's um, call or how they're designed. Um, being, being okay with how he made you and what he made you for as well as you know, learning those gifts in, in the assignments that he wants you to do. But not only loving your sparkle, but being able to look at your sister and say, girl, I love your sparkle. Um, so it's us coming together as a community and we're shining, right, um, for his glory. So that's basically what it is. And it's, it's, it's fresh, it's just starting. Um, we got a little bit, a little bit, you know, love Listen, listen, do not despise small beginnings. Well, a little bit. So um, just working on, you know, building that up and um, encouraging women on a daily basis and them coming together to encourage each other. Listen, did y'all ever think a thousand years ago with them late night choir rehearsals trying to get notes right that we would end up here? Look at God. And they need to scratch the surface yet of what God wants to do. I really believe these are they, that word that I received last week about those people who are God are raising up a pure heart and enlarging those voices. So my prayer is that he continue to enlarge your voices and that he does give you influence and uh, favor with decision makers and that we go ahead and shake the world for God's namesake. So I'm excited. Thank y'all ladies for joining. Thank I you for having me. I, I made it through without crying. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Y'all tried to treat me as something, but I shall not. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, thank y'all so much for tuning in. As always, you can find me on social media handles. My handle on Instagram is Nick Washington. That's N-I-K-K. On TikTok, it is Nick Wash. And on Facebook, which is deactivated right now, it's Nikki Washington. But feel free to, oh, and threads. It's also uh, Nick Washington. So feel free to holler at your girl. And as always, until next time, thank you again for tuning in to Let Me Find Out. All real, no fake, all gas, no brakes, ain't nothing else to say, but...